Welcome to the Lesbian Podcast. Woohoo! Ooh. This is our third episode. And you know what they say? Good things three come times. in threes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Good things come in threes. Three times a charm. Um, I'm Mickey. Jay Church. And this is Charlie. And can I, before we get started, I just want to clear the, the air here. Last weekend totally sucked ass. <laughs> can I just say to you guys that if you're going to leave me in my underwear at a party, you know, just give me a heads up. Give we, a bitch a heads up. Do we need to share this with everyone? No, I'm, I just I just feel like if I get it out, it's cathartic. Right. I can deal with it. Get it out. You know. To everybody in <laughs> Anyone in who the missed world, you in your underwear. Well, know. that was probably the first and only time I'm ever going to strip down to my boxers at a party and leave my pants in your car. <laughs> in the trunk. In the tr- Really? Were they in the trunk? They were in the trunk. Look how oh, much no. no, no. They're on the, the floor of the car. We should tell everyone... What happened? I mean, look how much attention you got for it. You totally I don't remember getting any attention. attention. Really? Uh, yeah. I felt very nude. <laughs> like, it was weird. And I know that there are pictures floating around of us in our boxers. Oh, they're Definitely. on Jay Church's camera. What? They are, actually. Really? Yeah. Loaded, loaded, pictures. loaded on MySpace. Oh, ni- what? Yeah. Uh, what can I say? <laughs> oh, fabulous, fabulous. You know, I, I forgot w- to send you that bullet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. I feel so, wow, I'm so included in everything. <laughs> no, we should tell everybody what happened. We planned so long for the uh, Folsom Street Fair and the uniform party at the Lex, and it just went horribly. And around. the underwear party at Rebel Girl. Right. The stars did not align at all. <laughs> didn't, they didn't even come close. We worked all week at getting mechanics outfits because we were going to be mechanics. And Charlie was going to be a race car driver. Yeah. And we were going we to be go-go boys that night. Go-go boys. None of it. What happened? We got we got the coveralls <laughs> locked in your car. Four lesbians later, the Lexus dealer and a locksmith, we still couldn't get the crap out. Right. The next day we drove it to Charlie's mom's house. She literally hit a button and the trunk popped. I don't know what happened. But in the meantime, in the interim. Must be a straight thing, I don't know. Or a mom thing. Or it's a mom thing, yeah. Yeah. Or it's someone who owns that car. (laughs) (laughs) You would think the Lexus dealer would have known that. I mean, really. And FYI, I I do have my own car. I was just switch cars because my window wasn't. But that was just one little thing in a whole. Change oh, yeah. things. The go go boy outfits. We we planned so hard to have this cute go go boy look going for the lingerie party, and it ended up that we just ended up taking off the clothes we had on and going with whatever. In fact, Charlie's outfit was particularly <laughs> thoughtful. <laughs> <laughs> just these little black panties and, and actually the panties. gray t shirt that you're wearing right now. Things. They were what? They were boy shorts. They were? But you know, they, they were so small. We did get a they free dildo out tiny. of it. We did get a free dildo. Yes, uh, Vice got a dildo, yeah, which, I which I, you know, walked around with for did a while. You see the size of that thing? It was gigantic. I know. You know, it kind of freaks it's too big for Vice. It's too it big. It was really tan. <laughs> I don't know why. It was actually very tan. But they always give those out at the end of the night when everybody's so fucked up. And like they did over Pride Weekend, they started throwing them out, and it's the only time I've ever been cock slapped at a lesbian. <laughs> I got Are totally sure? smacked in the face of it. <laughs> as far as I can remember, I mean, I don't know, but wow, uh, I never in my life thought I'd be cock slapped at a lesbian party. Did we get a picture of that? Only in San Francisco. Wow, that yeah. is that's class. Yeah, I've never had that happen. But we should also tell everyone that there was no one at the underwear party, oh, <laughs> so yeah. it was just us in our boxers and, and our a few underwear. people dressed really nicely in jeans and like regular shirts. We had a pretty big group though. There was like ten of us. There was. There was a group. And of we us. also created an underwear party at the uniform party because we just decided that was going to be the uniform since we didn't have our coveralls yes that was actually brilliant yeah. yeah 
I don't think anyone even noticed we were in our underwear. Like, only in San Francisco can you go to a party that's completely no not an underwear even party. even was looking at us. Yeah, they could have cared less. Yeah, I, I noticed that. I noticed that. that. I was weird? expecting more looks. That was really weird. I just assumed it was the camo boxers that I was wearing. And it was like <laughs> they were looking some kind away. of optical illusion. Nobody yes, they were looking you. away. And, yeah, in well, I, you know what? Those are supposed to be under the mechanic outfit. Yeah. <laughs> I never intended to, like, walk around just in those. But That show at the Lex was really hot, though, with uh, Christopher and Sean Avello. Oh, yeah, Whip It. Yeah. The song Whip It. That was great. That was Loved actually it. really good. Yeah. I have to say, though, if it wasn't for, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, <laughs> the saving grace of Folsom Street Fair and Tabitha Peterson, oh, yeah. who is here today. I'd probably kick both your asses for leaving with my pants, but <laughs> she totally saved the day. We filmed on Sunday at the Folsom Street Fair, which we, we have the video cast um, edited and ready to upload should be done today. I like spankings. Yes, Tabitha loves spankings. <laughs> Tabitha, you can see and that spanking. On video. <laughs> Tabitha, our resident spanking girl. That's right. <laughs> she is the newest addition to the podcast. She will be our host for the uh, future video cast, I the hope. Looking forward to it, yeah. yeah keeping Absolutely. the hoe and hostess. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. Can I call you that I take now? one for the team every time. <laughs> she really does take one for the team. <laughs> Or two. A couple or two. Of times. She took a couple because I saw that. Uh, I saw that double Did you spanking. ask for the spanking again? She did. Wow. Kind of. It, it hurt though. It hurt. I couldn't yeah. sit for two days. So how did that go? Tell us about it. Well, she bent me over and whipped my ass. <laughs> no, I mean, she like, wasn't professional. It wasn't. Professional. I don't think she was professional. No, yeah. I mean like the whole video though. Like what all? What all did you see that day? Uh, a lot of penis. Ooh. A lot of nakedness. A lot of spankings. A lot of. Uh, there was Leather. blood. Yeah. Some blood here and there. Yeah, I saw. Uh, blood too. I actually saw a guy come. Ew. Oh, that, that was not on the video cast. That was a little bit scary. Did you feel like? I, I mean, for me at least, at times I felt like I was kind of walking through a museum because it's like the one time in my life that I really see dick, and it was just yeah. everywhere. I'm like, ooh, a dick museum. I saw innies. <laughs> I saw innies and outies. Yeah, right. I saw a guy walking down the street, and the first thing I saw was that he had small dick written on his chest. So you look when you see something like that. It was so small. I didn't even know they came in that size. It was like petite. petite. Extra, get, extra Can you small? get petite condoms? Are they next to the magnums or wow. what? That was yeah. a mess. I don't understand. I think there's a fetish for small penis out there. No. Clearly. I don't know yeah, why you Yeah, I mean, there must be, like right? Really? Yeah. Maybe you can do, do things. What do you do with it? I don't, I don't well, know. Well, there's a saying, fetish nope. for everything because we saw the human urinal sign uh, and had to look, of course. Oh. And we couldn't see over people because they were standing and... You can really see past them. Did you see me but peeing on people? Said, do you drink no, it or do you I just get peed on? Apparently missed that. No, he was just no, getting peed on. His just, back was wet. All I saw oh. was some guy stood up and his entire back was oh. wet and dripping. And I almost threw up in my mouth. But there's so it many things over. at that festival that like you look and it's like it's a train wreck. You know you really don't want to see it. But now that you've seen the sign or the writing on someone's shirt, you have to look. Yeah. You know? yeah. How can you not? It's a deer in the headlights moment. For yeah, sure. for sure. Like, it was surreal. Yeah. I felt like I was in the toilets. I think the Folsom Street Fair is everybody should do it once in their lifetime. Yeah. Like, it's one of those things. Don't you go every year? Well, I go every year, of course. I would go every year. I mean, yeah. it's my favorite one of the year. And now people can do it vicariously through you. <laughs> yeah, you're on the video and you're saying, it's like Christmas. It's like Christmas. And I, I'm editing this thing and I'm like, I don't, it's not. Was that before no. or not like Christmas after for me. the spanking? Maybe like Halloween. It was after the spanking, oh. yeah. You know what? Jack Daniels always has something to do with it, though. <laughs> What Thank can God I say? for Jack Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, towards the end of the raw footage, I definitely uh, I noticed that we were both like, whoa, you know, the camera gets too close to people. Because I was behind the camera, and 
you're just like you're jumping into the camera and you're like wow I had to turn that off it was bad it's very messy awesome. nice I had a really good time great yeah, yeah the video is funny I'm excited to see it yeah it's the great. finished product me too well thanks for coming in and thanks guys <laughs> she's gonna be well we're all gonna be down at the Castro Street Fair right after this um, filming so hopefully we'll see some of you people out there well we have a super gay show for you guys today full of sex that's right sex yeah. We will be interviewing Brooklyn Flacco. He'll be our guest today, and he'll be uh, talking about lesbian porn, what it's like to say cheese wearing nothing but your birthday suit. <laughs> <laughs> um, hopefully. <laughs> and Charlie's going to fill us in on some lesbian gossip and rainbow rumors. But first, let's get to the homo headlines. Homo headlines! Homo headlines! Three girls were banned from a high school cheerleading squad in Texas after twirling baton to Katy Perry's I Kissed a Girl song. The girls had to sit out two games for using the song after the coach deemed it inappropriate. We like the song. We like to twirl to it, said Jordan Downey, one of the cheerleaders. There's no backdoor meaning. We just wanted to twirl. Oh my god, there is so much sexual innuendo in that, that, co- in that article. Super I can't believe she said backdoor meaning. Who says that? We just like to twirl. She's like to twirl. Well, one of the mothers of the cheerleaders was quoted as saying, there are worse songs that the squad has played. There's no sex and I kissed a girl and no one is m- murdered. It's just some girl going out having a drink and kissing another girl. There goes Katy Perry fucking it up for everyone again. <laughs> She's such a bitch. She really is such a bitch. You know what? When I when I researched this story, I had to look at her picture repeatedly, uh, and there's something wrong with her face. <laughs> What's <laughs> wrong with her face? I don't know. It just looks twisted or jacked or something. It's Ch- your perception. It. Yeah. It's because we hate her so much. Is that what it is? Because yeah. her face is jacked. No, there's something wrong. It's because she's never kissed Maybe a girl. Maybe it's because she's a Christian. <laughs> <laughs> no, it can't be that. There's okay. the fear of God behind her eyes. Yeah. Well, maybe those cheerleaders should think about relocating to Chicago. Chicago was in the news this week. Chicago public school officials are in talks to create a separate high school for LGBT students. If approved, Pride Campus, a voluntary public high school, would be open in 2010. Yes, I like that. It would serve students from all over the city. I think it's important that this isn't seen as sole solution to LGBT inclusion in CPS schools, but one of many solutions, said Joel Hollendoner, director of the Broadway Youth Center. He is a member of the project's advisory board. You know that a third of all the students that commit, or teenagers that commit suicide, are gay? Yeah, I always knew the rates were really high. That's, gay kids need that, not enough graduate. They do. I, I mean, and they, or they drop out from being harassed. Right. I mean, I think this is really important. Yeah. So we'll keep you posted on the results of the public hearings by the Chicago Public Schools Board. You know, you know, I think there's a reason why people come out to SF from all over to be somewhere that feels like home, like you're normal. You feel safe. Yeah, you feel safe. And so I feel like it's probably the same thing with the school. Right. It's yeah. just an environment that they can be themselves in and they can worry about school instead of, you know, surviving the day. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. That's a good thing. Rainbow rumors. Oh, my God, you guys. Okay, so two weeks ago, I talked about a celebrity that was rumored to be gay, Megan Fox, mm. and her crush on a stripper. Mm. I remember. Yeah, I do too. I have a new one for you. Who does not like Kylie Minogue? I mean, what? Kylie <laughs> Minogue is hot. You mean the locomotion girl? Yes. <laughs> Anyways, she looks good for 60. 
So she was rumored to be gay, but uh, sources say basically she had a crush on a bisexual star named Tallulah Bankhead, who is... Tallulah? Yeah. She's an old-time actress, so she's not alive anymore. But uh, that she had a crush on this actress, and uh, Kylie was also quoted in an interview saying that she would go gay, quote-unquote, um, just because she can't get a man. Because that's why we all go gay, right? What? Because we can't find I them. thought she went gay for record sales. That <laughs> Isn't that why everybody was go gay? gay? Like, Cher. Katy Perry? You know, <laughs> I hate that sentence. I'd go gay for you. Yeah. Or I'd maybe go gay. Like, last night, this girl put her hands on my face, and she's like, you know, everyone says that you're the girl that everyone would go for if they could go gay. Wow. And wow. I was like, you're that, that should, girl. You should be that. <laughs> yeah. That should be a compliment, but a it's more like, that's not helpful for me at all. Like, you're all hot, and I can't... What? No. <laughs> nothing's going to happen? Oh, that's... Thank you. What am Thanks. I going to do with that? <laughs> just put that in your head and leave it there. Like, just stop. <laughs> Don't tell me that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, not talking about straight girls. We're talking about a new show on Fox called Fringe. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce her name, Jessica Nichol, but she is openly gay, and she is one of the only openly gay women of color on a primetime TV show, so I think it's pretty big. Awesome. Uh, she was interviewed by New York Times, and there's a picture of her and her girlfriend. And nice. More diversity within diversity. Exactly. I actually, I saw her picture with her girlfriend. Yeah. Oh. They look like they could. She's cute. Yeah, she's. I think she's cute. She she's looks pretty. Her girlfriend's not so much i think she's cute though she's you asked right. yeah. honestly <laughs> they the look policy. like a very healthy gay couple they look yeah. very gay good yeah. I look and very good. i'm glad that so she are. can be out and proud and it doesn't affect her career so it's good yeah. yeah it's powerful and on uh, my last note is jamie lauren she's going to be on the new top chef new york and so I was doing a little research for Rainbow Rumors, and I came across a picture, and I'm looking at it, thinking, I know this person. <laughs> I had a birthday per- party with this person last year. And she is the ex-girlfriend of someone I used to date. Oh, my. Wow. Um, There's a lot so, of drama in that statement. And, this, and it just comes full circle. But anyway, we weave. <laughs> <laughs> she is the executive chef at Absinthe in Hayes Valley, mm. a really good restaurant. But um, she's openly gay as well. She um, serves tuna. <laughs> Tartar. <laughs> oh, that's my favorite. <laughs> but anyways, she's our age. I think she may be a year or two older than I am. And uh, yeah, it's just funny. I just came across her picture and her tattoos and everything and that's cool she's gonna be on a tv show where, so look for top chef where is that going to be located top chef I, mean, I think they're filming it in new york so it's probably a spinoff off the regular top chef show but this one is in new york because she's originally from new york but now she lives in san francisco right so it's a special gay version of top no chef. i don't think it's a gay version but just they joking. do uh tend to have lesbian chefs on the mm. show so she's probably like the second or third one i dated a girl who is now a lesbian chef nice. yeah there's yeah. a lot of those she never taught me a damn thing really she, yeah it was really frustrating actually she watched me, yeah 
She watched me one time make eggs, and then afterwards she's like, you know, you have to heat the pan totally <laughs> before you cook the eggs. And I was like, bitch. So she just sat there and watched you fuck me. it up? Yeah, she would watch me fuck up shit all the time. <laughs> because I just, I experiment, and I'd be like, damn! You Why know? did you tell me before? Why am I dating you? <laughs> this information would have been relevant yes, 30 minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> this is not helpful. But no, no, but she's hot, and so she's probably going to be in the news one day. I heard an interesting rumor about uh, Condoleezza Rice in the Republican Party. Oh, tell us. I mean, and it makes sense that she was passed. Wait, wait, wait. Wait. I say we put her on the do not come out list. Oh. The please don't come out yes. list. Let's yeah. do that first. Yeah. And then we'll because talk about it. Because I don't think she's hot. No. So who do we have on the list? We have Paris Hilton. We just need one at this Britney point. Britney Spears, <laughs> even though no, Dietrich, would, you said you hit totally that. I would totally go for Britney Spears. Yeah. I would not. Two <laughs> kids. Would, would you go sure. gay for Britney Spears? I am already gay, but I would I would go crazy She's for Britney Spears. She's gone gay Spears. again. You'd have again. to go crazy at that point. You'd have to be crazy. Yeah. So I'd, crazy. I'd go crazy for Britney Spears. Okay, well, wow. I still say she goes on the don't come out list because <laughs> yes, she's bad. I and agree. I want to put. But she's a slave. Governor yeah. Palin on it. Can we put Governor Palin on the please, please don't come out? Please don't ever come out. No. Keep your guns. And your moose, so I don't know what the fuck. And your on. view of Russia from your right. backyard. Yes, just keep that. Don't All in the dark come out. Yes. Okay, so back to me. <laughs> Sorry, because it's always about you. So Condoleezza, this so would have made sense. The, you know, they needed a woman on the ticket to fight the fact that Barack Obama had all the diversity at that point, so they needed someone. So they went for Palin, and that doesn't make any sense. She's an idiot. Condoleezza Rice was the obvious choice, but I heard that they passed her over because she's a lesbian. And I saw a little bit of proof that apparently she owns property with a Democratic liberal in San Francisco or the Bay Area. Maybe it was a filmmaker. Yeah, she's a a documentary filmmaker. And the property was acquired when Condoleezza Rice was a provost at Stanford. Wow. They also I I also heard that they share a line of credit, which is a big deal. Something smells fishy. I don't Yeah, gross. (laughs) It smells like bad fish. Like Like tuna tartar. But how do you (laughs) like tuna in the garbage party? Like completely different. Like she's super Republican and her opposites attract. I guess. Ugly's attract too, apparently. I don't ever want to think of Condi Rice. Naked or Please don't come out, Condi. Please, Please don't. Just I mean, just aside from the way she looks, what has she done for our community? Like, whatever. Like, you're, you're past being gay at this point. We don't even want you. You're just she's the heteros can have you. She's evil. Yeah. What is she a log cabin Republican? She's a log cabin idiot. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. She probably has a log cabin. <laughs> she's an idiot, isn't it? She's evil. With her partner's name on it. Joint. Yeah, they're fucking right now. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into the interview now. All right, so we're here with our guest today, Chaz, a.k.a. Mr. Brooklyn Flacco from the Crash Pad series. And he's been nice enough to come in and let us know what it's like to work in feminist porn. He's also going to tell us a little bit about his background, where he's from, what it's like to shoot porn. And, well, let's just get into it. <laughs> Welcome. Hi. Welcome. Thanks for having me here. And Thanks for joining lovely us. lovely Sunday, San Francisco afternoon. Totally. Um, so where are you from? Um, so I grew up in New York, in the South Bronx, um, and lived the majority of my adult life in Brooklyn. Um, and I'm from the Caribbean, where I also spent a third of my life. So it's been, it's been interesting. We're in the Caribbean. My parents are Cuban-Dominican. Hmm. Um, I was born and raised in the Dominican Republic, and then, so I'm like first-generation immigrant, and States. Excellent. So what brought you to the gay area? 
the gays, the weather, <laughs> for real. Um, if, you, if you're a New Yorker and you're from the East Coast, um, you understand the seasons and the hustle. Um, and I grew up there and like, I'm young. I don't want to spend my whole life like running around like a rat in tunnels. <laughs> right. So um, it seemed like less tunnels out here. Right, okay. So we were we were hoping maybe we could start off with just some background information about you. So we were like, um, we like to ask people what their coming out story is. Ah, man, <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. That's so fucking gay and embarrassing. Okay. That's what <laughs> makes it special, though. We all have these embarrassing, super gay stories. Yes. I'm going to make it really short. So I wasn't gay, but I was, because like, my <laughs> first relationship happened at like five years old when I had, I had sex with, I had a girlfriend when I was five. Wow. And like, you know, I've always You're been really pink. sexual, so I had this girlfriend when I was five, and and um, I got in trouble for having her, and we had to move, um, and so I I was never gay again until I was twenty, and I met the one only other brown gay girl in my gay campus, <laughs> and I upstate New York, we were doing the vagina monologues. Oh. Like all good lesbians. Fuck. <laughs> I feel like that's part of a lot of lesbian coming out stories. Vagina monologues. Yeah. yeah. You do your own vagina monologues. Monologues. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I didn't think you liked me. And I'm like, but I love you. <laughs> <laughs> it was magical until um, she cheated on me. Oh. Oh. Sorry. That always works out. But we're way. best friends now. It's been... Um, like seven years and um, we're fucking tight. Bitch and I are tight as hell. Like, adore her. That's awesome. So I love that about being gay. You know, you don't like have to conform to these rules of relationships, you know. Right. Most people I've dated, I've been grateful enough to be able to like maintain a relationship with them after we weren't having sex anymore. Right. And it was great to identify that. Like, I love you, but we can't have sex anymore. So, it's gonna things are gonna change, but we still have a relationship, and you know that is good. Yeah, there oh, are some yeah. things that I think transcend like sexual experience. You know what I mean? Totally. Like I, I had a friend once who said that um, she was having problems with this girl she dated briefly, and she was like, "Dude, you saw me naked." <laughs> like it really, you're, it's the lowest denominator. Like you know, you've seen me, like all of me. So why can't we be friends? Yeah. Right. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Some people you can't. Obviously, some people well, go crazy. You know, some people you just maybe it's just that you bring out the crazy in each other. Right. I find myself being good at that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ashamed of it. You know, if you can't deal with it, you just peace out. Pie. There's a lot of lesbians that bring out the crazy, though. I think that's kind of innate. We in are pretty much all do that. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's universal, I think, within the lesbian community, at least. <laughs> Because it, which friend, which of your friends have not said, "Oh my gosh, she's so crazy." That's why we stopped dating. She's crazy. We've she's all had psycho. those moments too. I've yeah. been psycho. I've been on your MySpace page a thousand times. Stalking. Check out your profile views. Half of it, it's been me. <laughs> so yeah. So let's talk about your crash pad experience. How did you get involved with them? And was this your first time doing porn? It was the first time I was doing porn that I was having sex in it. Okay. Um, I was I previously did a makeout scene also um, with a pink and white produced thing. It's coming up soon. It's Champion. It was really small. Um, so pink and white are the producers of the Crash Pad. Yes. Okay. Yes. And for those 
listeners that don't know, it's San Francisco based, and is it lesbian produced or? It's queer produced. I can I don't know how the company itself what their logo is. I guess I should know that. I didn't do homework. I've been. I think they're just feminist porn. They're feminist queer porn, okay. and they're pretty supportive of just queer culture mm. and the documentation of it. And it's lesbian and trans, right? Yeah. So how do you do identify, or do you identify? I'm, I am a trans person. I identify as androgynous. Okay. Um, mainly, I, I represent myself as as a male for most of, of my life, and I also perform as a female. So That's an interesting dichotomy. Yeah. That's cool. You get the, both of, the best of both worlds. Hey, yeah. that's what I want. I just <laughs> want the best. <laughs> a variety so. is the spice of life. <laughs> I think being in the middle is healthier somehow. You know what I mean? I'm never in the middle, ever. So it's oh, good to be in the middle with me. my gender. You know, there's one thing that I am, like, can can be, like, I feel balanced in, in both representation that I can explore. And then most other things I do, it's really hot or cold. You know, like, I love you or... Or I hate you. Because <laughs> you're crazy. Right. <laughs> or you're boring because you're so sane, you know. Uh, that's true, too. So um, what made you get into porn? Was there anything that basically, like, what physically, I guess, did did you just go into the sex work industry starting with porn? Or was there something, like, maybe you were a stripper, you worked in other areas of that field, and it just kind of progressed that way? Well, I think I, I just, I'm a sexual being. Personally, I'm a sexual being. I like sex. Um, and um, that's where it all came from. And um, I'm attracted to a lot of different people. And I've been practicing polyamory for seven years. Like the, my whole adult, self-identify adult life, if you like want to talk about age. Cause just, anyway. Um, and um, it came from that. And because I like sex, I got involved in doing sex work. Because I didn't think that there was really anything wrong to like have a clear conversation of a financial exchange of like, you know, you want to pay me for for doing this, and I would probably do it for free because I'm that kind of person. Why um, not make money? Exactly. The person I, I did the shoot with is somebody who I think is extremely hot. She's really smart and um, really interesting and amazing artist. And, like, she was like, you want to do this with me? And I'm like, yeah. You know, <laughs> like, I would have done it for a donut. So, <laughs> so you knew this person before? You actually uh, we've met we've met a couple of times we weren't like best friends we weren't like holding hands and having having ice cream all over san francisco <laughs> um but i love your descriptions it's <laughs> <laughs> brilliant thank you but i i will you know we i think we're gonna have that kind of relationship someday that we're like gonna be friends that we can hold hands and have ice cream all over san francisco That's and, so cute. and i like to be able to think about that kind of future that like i began a relationship with somebody and like we can be friends. I see that potential, mm -hmm. and I find her to be a beautiful person, and, like, it was really exciting to think about it. It felt like a collaboration. and That's good. So how did you, how did you in, end up involved with her? Did you already know her, or did the Crash Pad series actually put you together? I don't, you know, it's, I feel like it's kind of weird to, to think about. I've had a lot of friends that have done a lot of work with Pink and White and Shine, Shine, who is Shine? Shine Houston does um, is a producer and director of of like I think most of Pink White productions and like they have 
I think four movies coming in the Crash Bed series. Oh wow, that's great. Um, and she's a queer woman of color, and she's amazing. And just, I really like her energy, and I really like her spirit. And um, I'm really apprehensive about collaborating with, especially with video work, mm-hmm. because I'm a person of color, and because I think a lot of a person of a people of color are exploited in the sex industry. So. Well, I actually um, had a question about that. I was reading in a, a Briar Patch, or I think it's Briar Patch magazine. There was an interview with uh, Sean Chanel or Chantelle Gallant, the person who's a, she's the founder of the Feminist Porn Awards, and she said something about uh, race politics and mainstream porn are unbelievably bad. Not that you can't have stereotypes, because actually you need to have stereotypes in porn. For most of us, our eroticism is intrinsically tied up in stereotypes. So I was wondering your feelings on that and how race politics actually played a part in your decision to enter the porn industry, or if it did. It sounds like it did. I think I think stereotypes are, and and the excuse of stereotypes is kind of a sad thing, and it's kind of like I'm torn between like, well, I have to accept the reality of the world, you know? Like, you can't save everybody, and there's all these stupid things that are going on, and no matter what you do, like, there's that, and then there's also, like, just, like, there's moral responsibility. Um, and, like, I don't really agree with that, and if you want to be, and if you consciously want to be something that, like, furthers that, then then that's your choice. No one's asking you to do this porn, and to be this stereotype and to continue to like, um, I don't know, the history, it's really heavy. Ugh, so was a part of your interest <laughs> in in becoming part of the porn industry to break down some of those stereotypes then? I don't, I don't know, actually. I don't think consciously. A part of, I think more importantly for me, it was to create more positive roles. Okay. Um, to think of, of breaking down all these stereotypes I can't undo hist- the history of, of porn and the right. history of, of brown and white interactions or internalized racism that we all have. But, but you can I can, can yeah, I can do that. And I think I do. And I think I represent that. Um, I think that's I great. Ooh. That's a really good reason to go into it. And I like sex. And that's a good reason, too. <laughs> that's also Who doesn't inspiring. Like sex, really? <laughs> so what's the reaction you've gotten? Does your family know that you've done porn? Um, I don't really talk to my family. Okay. Uh, what about friends? Uh, some of them have. I left New York desperately to needing space. I, um, and I, uh, I've been sort of out here, like, on my own and really trying to make new friends and um, and my dog, my dog takes a lot of my time. So, like, my friends know because, you know, the queer community is mm-hmm. tiny. Um, and they, you know, I've gotten emails about it. And it's been kind of weird, but it's just emails. What do so, the emails say? So. <laughs> was that, <laughs> that you? That, that. <laughs> yeah, I had that once at a bar. And I was like, I have a really distinct um, phase and um Love physical your situation going Love on yeah <laughs> so when people are like wait is this you or like they don't recognize me don't remember me when i talk to them that's right. really annoying like yeah. if you're one of those people that you don't remember somebody don't be an asshole 
Yeah. Like, this is for the whole gay community. This is my message. Don't be an asshole when you don't remember somebody. <laughs> it's like, be you've nice. changed a lot really well. <laughs> I have tons of pictures documenting my face and hair and, like, you're an asshole. <laughs> so, anyway, sorry. That's great. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll admit, because I met you um, – over the summer, and I knew you as being trans, so when I saw you on the crash pad, it actually took three of us to figure out if it was actually you or not. Get so, out of here! I swear, because it wasn't, I mean... It he, took me saying, those are his tattoos. Yeah, we picked you up on your tattoos. And I said, that's Chaz. That's yeah. So I have yes. a little confession to make. We, <laughs> we had to have a little advisory symposium where we all went, okay, the tattoos Wait, match, it's him. It's him. Chaz? <laughs> Maybe just, have, yeah. I know that person, yeah. oh my god. <laughs> Okay, damn. <laughs> I can't believe I've changed that much in like a No, month. it's just, you I know. It's just, just, they're assholes. We're assholes. <laughs> we're assholes. At least I remembered your name, Jesus. <laughs> no, I think it's just um, with your clothes off, you know what I mean? It's, it's look, a, yeah, I it's agree. It's totally different. Naked, so it's different. We had, to, we had to compile a group of people. It was a, it was a flurry of Gmails going on that day. <laughs> really? Oh, my God. But I now you're here. Now we brought you here, and yeah. you're part of the lesbian I hope I'm podcast. I'm getting a family. reputation in the East Bay, and no, I know it's no, a really no. bad one. Well, that was going to be my next question. Since you've been on the Crash Pad, have you gotten more um, MySpace ads or anything? No, like that? I'm so over MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I hate that fucking bullshit. Like, I guess it's been the fact that like um, I'm still in love with one of my exes and one of my very good friends and one of my you know my ex are like doing whatever they are i don't know and i don't want to care and the fact that there's this like internet unspoken bullshit that i have access to so it's a beautiful thing you have access to all this information in the world but sometimes you you just don't want to know you don't want (laughs) you don't want to know so i'm like i don't i don't want to have superficial interactions with people right you want to get to know me you you can use my space to get a hold of me i check it I reply to people. I'm really good about it. I've gotten a lot. I've worked with youth for like the majority of my life. Um, and I, I take the correspondence. I get really serious. Um, I've been doing drag for five years. And I take my performance that really serious. But romantic relationships get really complicated when you're a performer and when you do sex work and when yeah. you're a stripper. Um, and I want to keep my relationships... Um, personable and genuine so don't use that shit to fake some kind of relationship with me because i'm gonna (laughs) snip it you know snip it in the butt i'm really aggressive and blunt i'm totally gonna be like see ya Mm -hmm. so let's get back to that for a minute then um like you were saying it's really hard to have relationships when you work in the sex industry and there's probably a lot of other challenges that go with that what was the driving force that made you forego some of that in order to get into it? And basically, what does porn do for you? Like, is it an adrenaline rush? Like, some people bungee jump to get a rush. Is porn that? Or is it just, like, you like that other people are getting off watching you have sex? Like, what does it do for you? I feel like... <coughs> sorry. Um, I'm really interested in doing organizing sex work. Um specifically organizing sex work around um, for women of color and trans identified people of color um, and in San Francisco is it's very it's a great city a lot of people are organized and like 
you know, sex worker unions and all that stuff. And um, well, you work at the Lusty Lady, don't you? Yeah. So isn't that female owned? Yeah, it's and it's it's a great environment. I love I love those ladies, and they're very queer friendly, right? Yeah, it's yeah. a co-op, right? Yeah, it's a co-op. It's, what is the Lusty Lady for people who don't live here? It's a peep show um, theater, and um, and you have an option of seeing a live show that runs from eleven a.m. to three a.m. Um, or having uh, a private show that you can interact with the with the performer. And, and so as a co-op, all the workers are actually owners, right? Um, if you if you join the co-op. Oh, okay. So you can work there and not be part of the co-op too. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a pretty sexy place like in some respects. Um I've gone in there and it's these little teeny rooms. It's like all dark in there and then you put quarters in and this window goes up well like a like a board, right? It's like a know. it's like a fish tank human venting machine. Yeah, yeah and it, like, that's awesome. That's a good way to <laughs> describe it. And the thing goes up, and suddenly these girls rush over. Well, they do when I'm there. They rush <laughs> over. You're a girl. Yeah, we get so excited. I don't. I don't. I don't dance for girls because I'm. I get really intimidated. Really? I just. I usually Why just dance that? for dudes. Guess I won't be going there anytime. No, soon. you can't. But I won't be like here's me touching my ankle like over my ear i just feel like what's up how you how you doing that's what i would do if you showed up how you doing yeah yeah they all come in and i'm like this is the best thing ever and then the thing goes down and i'm like oh Oh. it's just a dollar that just put another i know i usually have a whole bunch but you're you know you're there they have an atm (laughs) <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. I'm just saying, you know, come to the lessee. We're going to treat you right. And we like the ladies. Yeah, so. and sometimes the lessee ladies perform at the Lexington, too. So I've seen a couple of shows. It's a great community. Yeah. I, it's, They're very it's, queer friendly. It's great. Yeah. And I'm really interested in organizing. I think sex work's great. And organizing it and making it accessible and, and like, educational, it's great. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. So... I'm all about continuing to promote them. All right. Well, um, speaking of, you know, the sex industry, CrashPad's actually been nice enough to provide us with a giveaway. Do you want to tell our listeners about that? So the CrashPad series is awesome. And if you would like to check it out, and it's accessible to everybody. They love having just couples. And if you know a friend and you want to just have sex with them and get some cash for it. Um, so there's a, a contest, right? Yeah. Um, two-month subscription um if you leave what your porn name would be and why on the lesbian podcast myspace page um yeah and then you'll be picked that's right we're gonna look for the best one and you can leave it as a comment either on the lesbian podcast website www.thelesbianpodcast.com or at our myspace site just search for us and um, you should also check out the Crashpad series at it, what is it, www.crashpadseries.com. That's right. We want to thank Brooklyn Flacco for coming in and being our guest today. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. Awesome. Thank you very much. And remember, you are what you eat. <laughs>